I have again been working through some inner child shadow work kind of stuff lately. And the last episode I posted was kind of hitting on a similar point to the point I want to be making today. In that episode, I was talking about family culture and how I have very recently been reflecting on my family culture growing up. And this really does kind of feel like a little bit of a part two to that one. So you're welcome to go back and listen to that episode. It focuses more on anxiety. Today, I just kind of want to follow through with more learning and understanding that I have been doing on that thought process. So like I said, a lot of inner child work, shadow work. What I have been doing is kind of incorporating more play into my life. So I've been really working hard at this holistic health journey. If you are new to the podcast, episodes one and two talk more about my illness and my PTSD and the difficulty of this holistic journey. Really, it's just not a one path forward easy thing. And that's kind of the point of holistic health. There is no one size fits all. And it takes a lot of time and energy, trial and error to figure out what your body needs. And recently I kind of had to take a few steps back. After the holidays, I had given in to a little bit more fun around the holiday and it set me back, to be honest, at least in terms of my physical health. So since then, I have really been refocusing my energy on that. But this time around, I've learned a little bit more. I've learned more about health and I've learned more, more specifically about myself and the way that I do best on this health journey. And something that has been brought to my attention time and time again is that I need to learn how to fall back into play. That may not be the answer for everybody, but right now at this point in time, that is what I'm working on. And you know, it's really interesting coming at the same issues or struggles I've been having with this different perspective or goal. And it's been teaching me a lot about the mindset that I have been living in. Maybe for a while it was helpful and now it's time to shed that mindset. But in general, I have been able to see how this mindset that I have carried through my life can be traced back again to like family culture and how this was pervasive in my family. I see my other family members really struggling with this similar thing. And really what I've kind of narrowed it down to is this idea that I have been afraid to be seen. Maybe one of these days I'll feel like sharing more in depth about my processes for how I go through this and do this inner child work and this shadow work. But for now, I think it suffices to say that's what I am defining it as right now. The fear of being seen. 
So the way that this really looked in my family culture, again, it was not something that was necessarily said directly to me, but it was more of a culture that was taught by example. If I were to put it into words, it would sound something like, nothing is worth doing unless you are the best at it. Or nothing is worth doing unless you are really good at it. And really, when you reverse that phrase, it comes down to this fear of being seen, this fear of being a beginner. So that's kind of what I want to share and dissect a little bit with you today. The way I noticed this really popping up in my life currently is like I said, I was trying to incorporate more play into these routines that I've established for my health and well-being. Because for me, nothing feels good if I feel like I have to do it. Nothing feels beneficial if my mind is stuck in this place of shoulds and musts. So with all the learning that I have accumulated through this health journey and all these trials, I've now taken that knowledge and I've started to learn how to incorporate it in a way that is not only beneficial to my physical body, but also to my mental and my spiritual body. And that is where the idea of being more playful comes in. And so coming at these new things with this very childlike, playful mindset really has me reevaluating myself and the world in which we live. Because doing anything that you have not done before, obviously you have to start at the beginning. I felt like the best analogy that I could give for this is working out. And I will use myself as a personal example. If you don't have similar feelings to mine, I mean, really, I'm so glad for you (laughs) because these are feelings that I'm working on, that I'm developing, that sometimes I'm struggling with. And if you aren't, I'm happy for you. But if you are, I hope that this message can help to buoy you up in some way. If the only way is that you know you're not the only one who thinks this way. So when I first really started to work out, like I was active in high school because I was in sports and team sports, etc. But once I really started to like learn how to lift weights or go to a gym and lift, that was something I did later on in college. I was really in a good position for starting to learn stuff like this because my husband had been doing it for years and he was able to teach and guide me. And my eldest brother is extremely practiced in this field. He probably could be professionally coaching if he so desired. So anyways, I had the chance for him to coach me when I first started. And that was so much fun because it was just really a lot of bonding time between he and I. And he had an at-home gym set up. So we were just in the garage learning. And I really was reflecting on this just, you know, these past couple days when my body was still basically a teenager, still very young, and my metabolism was naturally very high. 
which meant I had a lot of natural energy as well. And this is before I really started to become ill. So just perfect timing to be learning a new skill. Private coaching, basically, in a private gym, basically, with all the energy and time to expend. And I remember back then, the very first thing I learned lifting heavy weight and using a powerlifting style technique was that the biggest challenge is not actually the weight that you're lifting. It is your mental capacity to believe that you have the ability to lift it. It's all just a mind game. I'm sure you have all heard those crazy stories about like a mom lifting a car to save her baby, you know, those kinds of things where you just see that humans are very capable of incredible feats of strength. And even in less serious or adrenaline rushed circumstances, you can turn on any sort of physical sport activity just through your TV and watch humans doing incredible physical things. And as I learned how to lift, it really taught me where my mental weakness was. As in, it showed me where I did not believe in my own ability. Because you get to those moments where you are ready to lift a new PR, a new maximum capacity, right? And you psych yourself up, you get excited to meet this goal you've been working on, and you fail. And if you've done this sort of lifting or working in the gym, you can probably relate to this idea where you're like, I knew I, I could do that. Why didn't I do it? I, I fully expected that I would do that. I would be able to accomplish that goal, lift that weight. Why didn't I? And I have felt that so many times lifting in the gym. And over time, you really start to realize it's just your own mental block that's stopping you of thinking, oh my God, this weight is so heavy. <laughs> and there are tricks um, that, you know, I was taught to get around those kinds of things. And sometimes they were helpful. And it's, it's really just like a big game. It's a lot of fun. You can feel frustrated. You can feel excited. You can feel the anticipation build. And what I really loved about lifting was that it was just you versus yourself. Day in and day out. So fast forward now to me currently. Having gone through my complete rebirth in my life, changes up the wazoo, and my body really just being taken to the brink with illness. Not to mention definitely some mental breakdowns and a spiritual rebirth as well. So I'm a new woman out here. And I have been trying to get myself to get back in the gym. I've been excited to learn new things, like I've been learning yoga and incorporating that. And 
I've learned a lot about my health and how um, I was probably pushing my hormones too far in the gym um, because of the hormonal imbalances I was dealing with and didn't realize. And how there's a different kind of working out that is probably more suited for my body at this moment because of my health. Doing more low weight, low rep exercises are gonna be much more beneficial when dealing with cortisol issues, for example. Whereas when I was hitting those big goals in my past weightlifting experience, that was, that was for not only the physical fun of it, but the mental fun of it all. And now that I'm having to adapt and change and do those lower weights, those lower reps, it is a completely different game in my mind. And it's honestly not been one that has been nearly as much fun to play. And I quickly become so bored and I quickly feel like, what is the point? And I crave that burn that you feel and that accomplishment that you feel. And it has started to really become a mundane thing. And on top of all of this, my body is not in a healthy place yet. I'm not at 100% capacity like I used to be. Very simple things cause me to get out of breath, cause my body to ache, for pains to start coming back, to bring on whole rushes of hormones that I don't want to have in my body that make me feel sick. And so it has been a lot of trial and error about what kind of movement and exercise and rest my body needs, especially because I'm working on this every day. I'm getting new medications and supplements and I'm learning more and I'm doing more to be healthy. And so really what works for me and what doesn't is changing week by week. So it is a constant adaptation happening. And through all of these adaptations, I have been playing a whole new kind of mental game. And yet it is pretty much the same game. And that is that fear of being seen. That fear of being a beginner. And not only being a beginner, but starting and sticking with something that you feel like you are not good at or that you don't have the capacity to be good at, at least right now. And so that is me currently in the gym. I have this vision of who I see myself being in the future, a healthy, capable person who is able to exert her 100% full force energy, who doesn't get winded by things that are so simple And I've had to learn how to combat that family culture that has embedded itself into my mindset. And in many ways, I'm actually really grateful. I have a lot of gratitude for the fact that I've had to go through this long journey because I've become aware of these things, this mindset that I didn't know I had, this family culture that I didn't know I lived in. 
And it is this idea of holding a vision for myself, believing in myself, and closing out the noise or the judgment that is around me, including me. Because really that is the biggest judgment that I have. Those old mindsets, those old self-themes that I lived by for so long, that if I wasn't good at something, it wasn't worth doing. So bring it back around to when I was mentioning play. Fulfilling my inner child through play and seeing these moments of movement as opportunities to play. And I remember back to when I was a kid. And actually, I have a really good example for this as well. So I have been (laughs) wanting to learn how to roller skate. I never really learned as a kid. It was one of those things that like I went literally like a handful of times as a child because, you know, some kid in your class would have a birthday party at the roller rink kind of thing. But nobody ever sat me down and taught me how to roller skate. And I had very few chances to practice it or even try it out. But I always saw other people doing it and just thought it looked so pretty and so fun. And those few chances that I did get to kind of push myself around and roll around, I felt the wind in my face and I just, that rolling motion, it felt so fluid and easy. And it just, it felt like a dream to me. It it felt like something I wanted to do. It was playful. So now as an adult, I, I'm like, okay, I always wanted to be one of those people who could roller skate, so I I need to learn how to do this. And let me tell you, it is so hard. (laughs) It is so hard, especially as an adult and especially as somebody who's gained a lot of weight recently and my body kind of doesn't feel how I'm used to it feeling. It's easy to feel off kilter or to like not really know where my balance is. And it really is simple things like that that can make all the difference. And the other day I went for a bike ride. And while I was riding my bike, I was like, oh my God, it's been forever since I got a, I had a bike to ride. Like I rode bikes all the time as a kid. And now I bought a bike finally as an adult, it's been years. And it really is like how the saying goes, right? It's like learning to ride a bike. Like you can hop back on and muscle memory takes over. But I was riding my bike thinking about this, about like, this is very similar motion or movement to like something like roller skating. So why is this so easy for me and the roller skates are so hard? And I mean, there's some obvious answers, right? It's it's not the same thing. But it really did have me thinking like, that is the difference when you are a child versus an adult. Like there's, there's many differences, but the big one in my mind was as a kid, I wasn't worried about how I looked doing something. At least not nearly to the extent I am as an adult. I'm not worried about looking silly or stupid or people judging me for not knowing how to do these basic things as a full grown adult. You're a kid. You go out and you roller skate because all your friends are out on the floor roller skating and you want to catch up to them. So you push off and you just go. 
Or when you're riding bikes, you see all your older siblings riding their bike and you want to hop on and join them. So you push yourself to learn these things and you don't think about the thing as much as you think about the playfulness that it brings into your life. Whereas now as an adult, I have really recognized this mindset that has me taking things so seriously or worrying so much about what if I break break an arm or what if I fall and hit my head or what? And it just has this anxiety pattern, this worry pattern. What if somebody thinks I'm stupid? What if I am not good at this? What if I never catch on? Right? So it's all of these things that cloud my judgment from actually just focusing on Ooh, this, that when I move my foot this way, it feels better than that way. When I move my body in this way, I can get more oomph or I can get more power or I can feel the breeze in my hair. So what is it that happens when we grow up? What is it that makes us do things for how they make us appear or for the status that we think they give to us? rather than how they are making us feel. And just like the example of lifting weights, any gym goer or person who exercises and sticks with it for years at a time will tell you that the reason they started may have initially been the appearance or the status of it, but even if you start off that way, the reason that most people stay and they stay consistent is because of how it makes them feel doing this thing. And you really do have to stay long enough and actually, you know, stay and try to know whether or not you like it, you enjoy it. You have to get past that superficial part to really decide if it can feel like play or not to you. And therein lies the practiced ability to really start enjoying life. So here I am, learning how to roller skate, riding my bike again, taking walks and collapsing in the grass to stare up at the sky. All in the name of play. Searching for that little girl who just wants to jump on her bike and see how far she can go. Who wants to strap on those roller skates? Feel the glide across the floor as if she's dancing. Because deep down, when I can unlock that part of myself and let her out to play, I'm doing so much more than just that. I'm teaching myself that it's safe to be seen, to try new things, to not have to be good at any of it, and to not even think that there's even a way that anyone could be bad at any kind of play. And I really believe that the more of us who are adults and in adulthood can learn to play like our childhood selves, we'd live in such a less judgmental world. That judgment first starting with you judging yourself. I'll try and keep you updated on all these wonderful and difficult things that I'm learning. 
Thanks for joining and playing with me today. I will see you the next episode.